You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning and welcome to the Business Hour. I'm Ron Camacho, your host, and today's topic at hand is the topic of smart development, the kind of development uh, in a urban area that supports the vitality of an urban area. And and all across the U.S., there are hundreds of, of uh, cities spending hundreds of millions, both publicly and privately, to revitalize or to sustain the vitality of their urban centers. Because without a vital urban center, uh, a region will crumble. Um, I mean, it will uh, be the demise of any given region if you don't have a uh, an active city, an active and vital city center, and there are some residential development firms that are contributing more uh, to making the urban environment more walkable, uh, enhancing green space, and making it more attractive, and in particular, making it more transit friendly. In Atlanta, one major project, the Beltline, is leading the way to revitalizing the inner core of the city uh, by creating a pedestrian-friendly inner circle that connects neighborhoods and supports a full range of development all along the way. And to complement this revitalization effort, residential companies such as Windsor Stevens are designing and building places to live that embody the best of new urbanism with projects that quote-unquote uh, encourage social interaction, technological innovation, environmental sustainability, and transportation, office while, transportation options while facilitating a connected lifestyle, and I might add, improving overall quality of life. And to share an insider view of what and how Windsor Stevens is executing and making this vision a reality. I'm very pleased to have as my guest today, Rod Mullis, the managing partner of Windsor Stevens. Rod, welcome to the Business Hour. Thank you for having me. You know, Rod, I meant everything I said uh, in the beginning. Uh, uh, A lot of listeners know that um, urban revitalization and urban designed um, is a favorite topic for me, and that's why I'm, I'm pleased to have you to, here today. And let's start off by having you um, share an, an overview of Windsor Stevens, when the company began, uh, what the inspiration for creating a residential development company, uh, and who were some of the key players in helping you getting the company off the ground. Um, We'll get into your credentials later on because you're eminently qualified to do what you do. Um, but you could have chosen commercial development and you, or you could have chosen another area of real estate, um, but you chose residential development. Tell us a little bit about Windsor Stevens. Well, uh, Windsor Stevens is named after my grandfather, six times removed, who uh, was born enslaved in 1828 in Liberty County, Georgia. But uh, through the through his life, he was able to accumulate livestock. And after he got his freedom in 1865, uh, was able to accumulate land. And so um, that sense of industrious and thriftiness and um, honesty is what we want to exhibit in all of our uh, projects that we undertake. 
Uh, you've asked me who were instrumental in starting the company and when did Windsor Stevens start it. Well, we really started um, in uh, 2014 when a friend and partner of mine, uh, Ramel Canetti, uh, and I teamed up with Michael Russell and Jerome Russell from the famed H.J. Russell family to uh, try our hand at building, uh, raising money and building the pad on Harvard. And uh, that was the beginning of Windsor Stevens in 2014, April uh, 2014, when we put our first parcel of land under contract for uh, the pad on Harvard in that historic downtown College Park. A lot of people may not know, um, and I, I don't know uh, Jerome Russell um, personally. I did know his father um, and did some work uh, to support them marketing-wise some years back. Um, but he is—he's um, got credentials as one of the most quality uh, construction-oriented, and just as an uh, um, an entrepreneur, uh, that company, which is a little more diversified than most people realize, the H.J. Russell's companies. Um, and so you had a good partner in Russell, um, and uh, I, I, evidently Ramal Jamedi was on the same page. Um, Tell me a little bit about um, why College Park. Um, you could have chosen uh, any number of places in the metro area, um, but uh, in the short time that I've known you, I think you would have done some homework to know that that was a, a good place to be, uh, maybe um, from the standpoint of proximity to the airport, maybe, be, and which would be one of the ultimate transit-oriented uh, uh, elements of a development, um, but also maybe the uh, the economics of the area were were the were right uh, for residential development. Um, I know that in recent years, um, College Park has been undergoing a revitalization. You might have seen the early stages of that and wanted to contribute to it. Um, tell me a little bit about how you located there. Well, so um, it starts back in 2010 when um, MARTA, uh, under the leadership at that time of Beverly Scott and their head of planning, Cheryl King, and I think Davis Allen was their CFO, had this mandate to find other revenue for the system outside of their fair collection. They were looking to get some relief from the state legislature. So uh, they were at an event, and I was at the time working at a firm by the name of Newmark Knight Frank, and uh, just uh, started there six months, uh, coming out of the infrastructure business and going to the commercial real estate business to kind of sharpen my skills and build my talent on, um, build my skill set on market analysis, financial analysis. I was talking to Davis Allen, uh, who's the CFO, and he said, we need to figure out a plan to create retail opportunities at our stations because that's what the state of Georgia would like for us to do. And I said, well, you know, our firm has worked on with MTA in New York City and we worked with CTA in Chicago and we could probably devise a project for you guys to give you some visibility and a financial you know, viability of certain retail concepts at certain stations. 
they uh, competed a contract. We won the contract, and I studied all 38 stations with a team of folks, and uh, we came back, and we found some pretty glaring, you know, opportunities in there. And one opportunity that we figured out was that the highest uh, correlation of ins and outs of 82 stations in the 38 station system was College Park to the airport. We we shared that with Marta, and then we said that this is probably one of your best opportunities for development. Um, Beverly Scott left the agency. Um, the program put on was stalled, and so I went to this head of economic development at the city of College Park at that time. Her name was Barbara Coffee, and I said, "Here's a study that we did between." Uh, College Park Marta Station in the airport, you have a lot of great potential here. And she said, I know, but nobody is listening to me. Wow. Uh, you, you really did do your homework. I mean, very literally, you uh, figure out um, um, uh, essentially a path of um, uh, less resistance Um greater opportunity would be a better way to put it. Um, Walk us through some of those early presentations. Um, It sounds like you had a number of key partners um, that were involved, the state, uh, the city of College Park, um, maybe Marty itself, uh, our our metropolitan uh, rapid transit um, uh, system, Investors, um, you must have had some key investors, maybe working with the banks. Uh, well, how did you explain to the banks uh, the, the 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 advantages of transit-oriented development? Well, it's uh, we have a great bank, um, and has been with us on all three projects. Atlanta Capital Bank. We have a fantastic banker, Peter Blum. Um, who is very forward-thinking. He's a trained architect, but an experienced banker also. Um, and um, they are a bank that looks for, you know, opportunities with people who um, are going to, you know, are conservative in their approach to development. And so they... Um, they had a relationship, actually. Uh, Peter's boss had a relationship at the time. Peter's boss was with Jerome Russell. They went to high school together. Okay. And so uh, we, uh, when we started looking for capital, um, they solicited us and said, hey, we want We really are interested in this site. And they had another fellow on their team by the name of Rogers. He played uh, – football for Georgia Tech and then played in the NFL, but he was in their capital markets team, and he grew up in East Point, so he was familiar with the area also, and they said that uh, the fundamentals were right. There were some social elements and some leadership elements on the political side that we had to kind of work through, but the fundamentals were right. The 115,000 jobs within a five-mile radius of our site you know, Delta headquarters within 10 minutes, Porsche within 10 minutes, uh, the airport within two-minute train ride, Chick-fil-A. But the hidden gem for us and has always been for College Park has been Woolward Academy, which is the uh, largest day school in the continental United States. But 
that alone is fantastic, but it was also probably the most diverse day school with the average tuition of approaching $30,000. They have a fantastic leader in Dr. Stuart Gully, who prior to having that position as the headmaster or president of Woodward Academy was a president of LaGrange College. Uh, so um, the fundamentals of drivers for value in real estate were already there. And just don't forget the Marta Station. Yeah. In, in fact, it sounds like um, there were really a lot of stars in alignment on this. I mean, uh, right down to Rogers um, growing up in the area um, and being one of the key players um, and uh, a development firm that had, had as its, or a bank, uh, Peter Blum being a, 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 a architect. Yeah, architect. an architect and slash development guy. Uh, he would have understood because I, 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 I want to spend just a moment reiterating that um, for folks who have been keeping up with what we'll call smart urban development, and is characterized has been characterized as new urbanism or neo urbanism, um, transit oriented development, walkability, connectivity. Those are elements that contribute to the vitality of a city. In that, and uh, if you just stop to think about it, if you're located within walking distance of a uh, transit station. Uh, that can take you to the airport, that can take you any place in the world. We happen to have one of those airports that goes to more places uh, uh, than any place in the world. But if you can uh, take advantage uh, of transit, which uh, mass transit, which means you're not getting in your car, which means you're not um, uh, polluting the air, if you will, which means you're not contributing to congestion, it has m- multiple benefits just in and of itself for being uh, transit-oriented. Uh, and and then uh, there are all these other aspects to your properties. And, you, you know, you and I had chatted off, um, off air ab- about uh, what I said was, Rod, I think your projects all have enough attention to detail that they could succeed in any part of uh, an urban area, even if they weren't transit-oriented. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about what those some of those features are. We're here with Rod Mullis of Windsor-Stevens, and we've been talking about smart urban development. We'll be back with Rod right after this break. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, You probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. 
More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. morning. My name is Mike Mizell. I'm a retired Army colonel and president of the Johns Creek Veterans Association. We meet in Newtown Park, and part of one of our projects is the installation of the Healing Wall, the half-scale model of the Vietnam Wall that traveled the United States. Well, it's coming to rest, and it's going to live in Johns Creek forever, the half-scale model. We're looking at a possibly a March implementation ribbon-cutting ceremony, and we're looking for donors and sponsors that want to help us in this great project. You can donate at jcvets.org. Want to give your family or loved one the perfect gift? Then go online and check out the TornadoBodyDryer.com. I love mine and the warm heat air massage it gives me after my shower. The Tornado Body Dryer is super. You'll love it and you'll love having one in your shower. And I just want to reiterate what was just said about the Tornado Body Dryer. Go to our website, and the first thing you'll see is an ad for it. Click on it. Find out more about it. Not only is it a body dryer, but it's also a body massager. Uh, I use it every morning in my shower. I love it. It's the best thing I've ever put in a shower in my life. And uh, you'll enjoy it, too. And I started using it not only as a body dryer, but the hot air that comes out of it and it comes out forcefully enough that it does really give you a massage at the same time so check it out on our website on americaswebradio.com we'll be back with ron camacho and his guest right after this you're listening to america's web radio on the americasbroadcastnetwork.com thank you for listening welcome back to the business hour I'm here with Rod Mullis of Windsor Stevens. We've been talking about quality development, quality residential development, transit-oriented development, and the features and benefits of being um, transit-oriented um, for residents and for the population at large. Uh, I am going to take a second. Uh, this is a little bit unusual, but you just heard a spot uh, about the body dryer and our um, station engineer and, and GM uh, happens to uh, have a, a tornado body driver uh, dryer in his home, and 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 Rod, that's something you guys might want to take a look at for some of your high end uh, units. Uh, it, it's a kind of a uh, he he's got a really nice uh, shower, and and now he's got this uh, body dryer technique called the tornado. And the first time it was described to me, I thought, wow. Getting out of a, 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 a finishing your shower and and having something uh, really warm uh, to dry you off that would that would be kind of nice. I I uh, got out and uh, kind of had a little chill this morning, so I uh, I wanted to give a, a tip of the hat to the uh, the tornado body dryer. But now let's get back to Windsor Stevens uh, and the topic of quality residential development. You have units. Uh, you have a, uh, a 
projects which uh, are quality oriented in and of themselves uh, with great architecture and you have a great architecture partner uh, tell us a little bit about your partner tell us about uh, how you selected uh, that architect and then we'll talk a little bit about the architecture of the properties because they are all distinct and as I said um, they would hold up in any part of almost any metro area in my opinion uh, the fact that you have all the all, all the benefits of being transit oriented uh, is a plus um, so tell us how you selected an architect because an architect is such a key partner for any developer yeah so we uh, had three criterias Ryan when we selected our architect we wanted them to share our values we wanted them to have more capacity than we did so we could grow with them. And then we wanted them to have the culture of collaboration and cooperation because that's kind of the culture we like to bring to our projects to expedite them. Uh, so um, our firm that we selected through an exhaustive process for the very first project, which is the Pat on Harvard back in 2014, 2015. Actually, we started with them in 2014, and they did the, the uh, site plan and the, all of the planning for us was Niles Bolton and Associates. And I was familiar with Niles Bolton and Associates through their work with me on the Urban Land Institute Transit-Oriented Development Product Council nationally. And we've just had a wonderful relationship where they – we share a vision with them, and they they come in. They take it down to ver to every nail, every screw, and every inch of concrete that we need to put into the development. Um, we um, for as, as it relates to our design style, right? We generally like to meet the local communities where they are, and so we go into the community prior. To, Prior to submitting for a project, we try to conceive what the project would look like. And what's the major driver is the major design standards of that community. In College Park, we see a lot of brick, and, and the brick is there because the churches have a lot of red brick. And then Wilbert Academy, which is kind of the anchor institution, has a lot of brick. So our projects tend to have a lot of red brick on it, which is also similar to a community I grew up nearby, Savannah, Georgia. Uh, in um, Shambly, they wanted to have a mill-slash-mercantile feel to it, uh, which is a dominant architectural style in you know the early 1920s and 30s and as most people remember Champlain started out as an industrial community which is now transitioning into a residential community and so uh, working with Niles Bolton, Rowan Stewart and Joan Dacklett who Joan is a someone who spent some time in Savannah she understands some of the architectural nuances of Savannah and we've been able to come up with a really great working relationship from a design perspective. You know, a lot of people um, have a special appreciation for uh, brick-built structures. Um, I happen to be one of them. Uh, others uh, oftentimes um, want to go beyond and take a different approach to um, 
design of, of structures, but in the South, um, uh, you really find some of the finest, uh, from Williamsburg to Savannah, some of the finest uh, design brick structures. And a lot of them are, are very different. I mean, it depends on what you do with that brick. And uh, uh, I, I, I was pleased to see that if uh, um, listeners want to follow, uh, and, and I was pleased to see what they look like. And if listeners want to see as well, you can go to www.windsorstevens.com. Uh, go to the Instagram uh, or uh, Facebook um, and uh, uh, take a look, uh, and I think you'll you'll um, come to the same conclusion that I did, which is that those are a very uh, attractive uh, structures, but beyond quality architecture, and any good architectural firm goes well beyond the facade uh, and the fascia, you know, in this case, brick, the that outside layer. To uh, having what good architecture firms have, what I consider to be architecture with depth. Um, that's not a term that's used uh, in the industry, but it's a term that I use because there are layers of depth to to the structure. You also have um, some uh, layers. Uh, technology, for example, plays a part in these units. Uh, they are wired um, to be. Um, on the leading edge of technology. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so we believe in a concept called a connected lifestyle. And um, Niles Bolton, you know, a lot of the architects, Niles came out of uh, Georgia Tech. It's uh, uh, a little longer than most, but he would probably want to admit. But he's built, you know, one of the top five residential architectural firms in the country, and they're very adept at integrating technology into the buildings. And so we've created a partnership with Google. We have the very we have the only Google Fiber building south of I twenty in the pad on Harvard, and uh, that allows our residents to. Uh, who we have one resident there who works at the CDC in the communications department, so she can telecommute because the fiber cable is very robust, has capacity. Um, we also have uh, uh, Google Nest in all of the units. We are now integrating and building a relationship with Samsung Appliance to uh, couple that with the Google uh, Nest as the hub and to kind of create a whole connected lifestyle experience because uh, we're focusing on those people who want to use technology to stay in touch for their work. And make it, they can telecommute. Uh, you have some um, stellar uh, big name organizations: uh, Chick Fil A, uh, Porsche, uh, Delta Airlines itself. When you talk, when you talk about five uh, G technology, all those people when telecommuting, it really matters to them. It may not matter to the average uh, home, um, although I, I'm certain you'll find some young folks who uh, like the idea of being able to download, uh, you know, and play games that require massive amounts of uh, 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 data capability uh, and speed. But for others who are crunching data and need to do it in a timely fashion, you know, uh, keeping up with what's on the leading edge of technology, if you work for one of those companies, those companies are trying to get more people to telecommute not drive to work again 
you know, we're talking about the basic principles of smart urban development, which is to say that you'd spend less time in your car and more time taking advantage of uh, mass transit or telecommuting and working from the home. All this stuff kind of adds up. I mean, and that's why I consider what you're doing to be uh, on the leading edge overall. Um, Social interaction. You you know, I said at the top of the show that... um, you believed in encouraging social interaction uh, along with technological innovation, environmental sustainability, transportation options, uh, facilitating the connected lifestyle. So let's talk about encouraging social interaction um, because not a lot of people uh, necessarily uh, associate uh, high-speed uh, uh, Internet with uh, with social interaction. But as far as I'm concerned, when you have... Uh, uh, high tech and high touch, uh, which is the connectivity, f- the social connectivity. That's a that's a very ideal balance. So tell us about how you encourage social uh, connectivity. So all, we so we we over um, we over design and overbuild uh, common space area that is done very well um, by our interior designer Amani Tan. This is over at Nelson and. Inside of those common area spaces, clubhouses, gyms, two clubhouses, dog parks, we provide Wi-Fi service. So we would like for people to come out, and it's free. You, you use the free Wi-Fi, and then we have coffee for you, and then we have what we call random uh, connections where brilliancy happens. Uh, let's, we're going to take a break. When we come back, I want to uh, uh, cite a very specific thing that I noticed uh, at one of your properties, um, and we'll talk more about how you support uh, social interaction. We're here with Rod Mullis of Windsor Stevens, and we've been talking about quality residential development. We'll be back right after this break. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. My name is Kyle Hayes, a motorsports student at Alfred State College. Every year, Alfred State students compete in the Great Race, which is a cross-country time endurance rally for vintage vehicles. As you can imagine, it's pretty costly. I'm asking for your help. Your donation can make it possible for these students to live their passion and promote the vintage automobile industry. Please visit our site at give.alfredstate.edu and search Great Race to learn more and help us reach our goal. Thank you. 
If your health insurance premium is more than your mortgage, Ellen Deal with Ideal Solutions is here to help. Whether you're a small business owner, individual family, or baby boomer, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com, and I'll respond with three easy questions to help you determine if you can get away from Obamacare. As a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry, I'm here to help with all your insurance needs. Email Ellen Deal at MAGA45CAG at gmail.com. This is America's Web Radio. Would you like to have a show, talk about your business, or express your opinion on America's Web Radio? Just email gm at americaswebradio.com, and we'll get back to you. Thank you. Welcome back to the Business Hour. I'm Ron Camacho, your host. And I've been very pleased to be talking with Rod Mullis, the managing partner of Windsor Stevens. We've been talking about the the kind of development that Windsor Stevens uh, creates and uh, and executes. Uh, no easy task to envision a uh, a quality residential development uh, and turn it into a reality. And we've been drilling down into some of those aspects of that quality development. And right before the break, you know, I I, I was asking Rod about how they deliver on one of their missions, which is designing and building projects that encourage social interaction. Because any residential uh, community, you know, becomes an important part of your social network. And... um, I mentioned I had seen something um, on the web. It was a photo of what looked like a cross between a, uh, a a sofa and a pod, something that you might find poolside. It was in one of your courtyards. And I said, can you get Wi-Fi there? And you said, yeah. And I thought, wow, if I were a 20, 30, 40-something or, or a 60-something who wanted to have uh, a place where I could take a break from my apartment, go down to the courtyard, go poolside, work on the computer, um, that would be great. And then any social interaction uh, in addition to that would be a bonus. And you were giving me an example of uh, social interaction that led uh, one young lady to a, a whole new career. Tell us about that. Yeah, we had, uh, we're really blessed to have a, a number of folks at the PAD on Harvard who work at Delta at different levels. And um, this young lady moved in with her girlfriend that just graduated from college probably in um, May of 2017. And one of her goals, she's working in the uh, hospitality industry, and one of her goals was to work at Delta as a flight attendant. And by um, February of 2018, she had made some friends inside of the building who were training us for the flight uh, and flight services. And she got accepted into the next training class that spring. And, you know, that uh, summer she was flying around the world and was able to realize her dream. And um, that for me is not, um, it's not the building that brings me joy, although that brings me some joy. It's the people we serve inside of the building so we can make them the very best that they want to be and reach their dreams and goals. And so um, 
that showed us that the community space, the clubhouse, the sky lounge, the pool area was well worth the investment. You know, uh, this program is not an infomercial to promote uh, companies. It's really a program that's designed to highlight quality businesses, uh, fascinating individuals, and we'll get to you in a a moment. Uh, And I I believe that uh, you really have combined a lot of different uh, goals to create these uh, uh, superior projects, superior uh, residential um, development projects. And uh, I offer this somewhat tongue-in-cheek, but there's some truth to this. It seems to bear itself out. You know, live in a Windsor-Stevens property, improve your life, uh, get a better job, <laughs> you know, have some upward mobility, you know, and uh, or even lateral mobility. M- much has been said about upward mobility. Most of us want upward mobility, but if you feel like you live a pretty good life, you just want to do something different, lateral mobility is not bad, you know. Uh, if you're a, a, a firefighter and you want to become more of a, uh, a, a healthcare person or a uh, maybe a teacher or whatever, you know, it's your neighbors uh, in any given uh, residential neighborhood. Uh, you That becomes a uh, significant part of your network. Sometimes you will join an organization and you have a network there, but it sounds like there's a network of good folks that are able to meet each other that and you foster that in a, in a, in a few different ways. Uh, it's, you know, the common spaces are, 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 are nicely designed. Tell us a little bit about, you know, you mentioned uh, poolside and courtyards. Just uh, yes. tell me about some of the other common spaces. So we so um, let's talk about a little bit about Temple Square, and we named it Temple Square because uh, I grew up near Savannah, near uh, Fort Stewart, Georgia. And if you go to Savannah, they have these wonderful squares, and you can go there early in the morning, late at night, and you'll see people walking the dog. Somebody might have a cup of coffee, and they might meet their neighbor in front of the square. And Beautiful squares, beautiful Beautiful. squares, some of the the nicest in the world, uh, maybe modeled after European um, squares, plazas, um, piazzas, you know, go ahead. I mean, you just uh, picked up on a a really good uh, design technique. Yeah, so so we believe in great landscape. Uh, That's also a principle of uh, TOD, green infrastructure. And it has two purposes. One, it has, it's very pleasing to the senses, but it also, it filters the water. That's right, right. I mean, a lot of people always go through uh, landscaping, urban landscaping, urban vegetation, urban agriculture 101 and, and remind people that when you have uh, 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 vegetation, uh, it, which helps to uh, absorb and hold water, uh, it, it's not only good for the plants themselves, but the plants then become, again, aesthetic and you really can breathe easier in a development that has more plants. So, I mean, multiple benefits from um, from having good landscaping. landscaping. Yeah. yeah, and so we have a great landscaping team, and uh, so we're very thoughtful about that. But I want to go back to you about being layered. So uh, we we have a great design team. We have, you know, great planners. But we have to start with who is going to be using the space, who's going to occupy the space. And we are focused in on not selling space, but selling time. 
And so my belief is I can get, if I can give you the same building that you can get in Midtown or Buckhead and I can put you closer to your job and you could spend that excess time that you have from not commuting, you know, and 45 minutes a day one way to your job, you can spend that extra 35 minutes that you would have on with the people who you love are doing something you love. And so we try to give people the opportunity to take back their time. When you talk about live, work, play, uh, and I always add learn, and that's 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 a factor. Uh, maybe we should even add worship mm-hmm. uh, because you have proximity to uh, to churches uh, uh, and and schools. Uh, I, I can't. Um, see any reason why uh, you wouldn't be high on uh, lots of lists for um, a, wor- a living environment that affords you all of those things, you know. Uh, uh, and there is a, uh, a growing trend of people. You know, it takes a while for people to learn and to, to change their behaviors. I mean, people get so used to commuting 20 minutes, 30 minutes, one hour plus in metro areas like Atlanta, we are one of those metro areas where people spend um, 10 hours a week or more, I mean up to 10 hours a week or more commuting to and from work, um, which I might add is is going to be, if you only look at um, uh, 40 weeks a year, more realistically 45, that's 450 Hours that you could spend uh, uh, doing any number of things, um, and and I dare say that those folks working at Delta Airlines able to like drive a short distance or take advantage of some uh, transit system and get to work within minutes. I mean, how does that not improve the quality of your life? Um, let's talk a little bit about. Um, uh, the upcoming project, uh, the Gordon, is that the the project in uh, College Park? No, that's in uh, downtown Shamley. Oh, downtown. oh, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, t- tell us about the Gordon. Well, the Gordon is a wonderful project. Uh, first of all, I, I, I have to say uh, this, the people in the Shamley are top notch, led by their mayor uh, Eric uh, Clarkson, who is a also a board member of the Atlanta Regional Commission, and he is pushing that community to think regionally, and he has been there doing that for. As long as I've known him, probably about uh, since 2010 when I was in there doing the study for MARTA. And I had to study his station also. And um, they have adopted a trail program that is very, very robust that will connect to their next community south of their Brookhaven and the Brookhaven Trail Community Program will connect to ultimately the PATH program in Buckhead, which would then ultimately connect to the Beltline. So they are working collaboratively to have you know trails uh, in Shambly, and as part of our development, we have agreed to put in. Uh, trails in front of our uh, development and east of our development. So instead of having a three or four foot sidewalk, we're putting in a 12 foot trail. 
um, in our development so we can participate in that, you know, that regional phenomena of walkability. Um, it's a 24-unit residential uh, condo building, first condo building built in uh, Chambly in uh, 15 years with 5,000 square foot of retail on the bottom. So we have mixes of uses. And we are targeting um, our units starting at around $220,000 and topping out at somewhere in the uh, low $500,000. we are going to be taking a break uh, uh, here, Rod. Uh, when we come back, I want to talk a little more about uh, the Gordon um, uh just because I think you are the perfect uh, complement to what's going on in Chambly. I mean, they really are heads up, and uh, we'll talk a little more about that. We're here with Rod Mullis, the managing partner for Windsor Stevens. We've been talking about um, really intelligent um, residential development. We'll be back to talk with Rod more about that after the break. Quick Stakes, that's Q-U-I-K Stakes, are not just for surveyors. They are great for family and community gardens. Go online to www.quickstake.com or contact your local land surveying supply dealer and get you a box of Quick Stakes. You'll love them every year when you plant your garden. Again, that's Quick Stakes, Q-U-I-K Stakes, the truly preferred way to stake and identify what's in your garden now. Get your pen and paper ready. If there's a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is Around Town Movers. Timothy and the guys recently moved me, and I am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not-so-fun experience moving. Call Timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience. Around Town Movers for that local or cross-country move. Timothy, Around Town Movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's Around Town Movers. Call them. This is Ron Camacho, host of the Business Hour, on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Join me as I talk with passionate professionals on a program that profiles the best businesses, business professionals, business practices, and fascinating individuals to get an insider view of how America works, 10 to 11 a.m. on America's Web Radio. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctor's conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Okay, folks, let's have some fun on America's Web Radio. We love idioms, and we want yours. So send it in. Go into uh, our homepage. Look under the flag at the banner and uh, click on idioms and send us your idiom today. Thanks. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Business Hour. We're here with Rod Mullis, and we've been talking about uh, quality residential uh, development. Uh, in, in particular, we've talked about uh, two of the uh, the projects in uh, College Park and um, the PAD and Temple Square, but 
more recently, they've um, begun um, the early stages of development of Templar, Temple Square, rather, in uh, call, in uh, uh, Chambly. And, and Rod was talking about um, uh, creating environments that uh, foster community and how um, smart um, municipalities these days are, are, are supporting uh, developers like Windsor Stevens to create the kinds of places that uh, are, are cultivate a sense of place and in a sense become like villages uh, within the larger urban fabric. And I, I again, back to uh, urban development, uh, urban design 101, High-density nodes, we're not going to get away unless you declare a urban area, a zero-growth area, which we're not going to do. If people are attracted to an area the same way that someone <clears throat> in your family must have been at some point to get you here to Atlanta, to the to the metro region, uh, and uh, in other cases, friends who visited friends and uh, decided, hey, I want to live here, that's not going to stop. So you're going to have population growth. If you're going to have population growth, you have to put them in higher density nodes and higher density corridors. The best thing to do is make those higher density nodes as livable as you can. Within those higher density nodes, if you have quality development like the Windsor-Stevens properties, you have a sense of community and you have a better uh, quality of life. So that's what you've done, and definitely we should give a tip of the hat to uh, to the city of Chambly. Um, you mentioned um, uh, their mayor, um, Eric uh, Clark. Clark, Clarkson, mm-hmm. uh, and we actually had Tad Leithhead, former head of the uh, Atlanta Region Commission on this program, so we're going to have to have Eric on to talk what's going on in Chambly. But uh, you know, you picked another winning location because of um, the way that they're revitalizing that area, having gone from an industrial uh, farming before industrial, then industrial, commercial, and now moving toward uh, a residential with lots of really cool businesses like restaurants that are relocating in the area. And I think you're in the heart of some of that uh, development or maybe most of that development so that people are going to be able to walk to a lot of really cool shops and restaurants. Yeah, we we certainly uh, are very appreciative of uh, Mayor Clarkson, his city manager, John Walker, head of economic development, Catherine Lee, uh, they have, as a community, have embraced um, uh, new urbanism in a way that most don't. They they put it in all their plans. Uh, but Shamley's a special place. You know, Shamley High School is probably one of the most diverse high schools in Atlanta. It's also in the top 10% performing in Atlanta and in Georgia, and so we there. There's been a um, tradition of uh, embracing um, different styles of living, and um, we're really pleased to be there. We um, we have um, we have uh, um, working with the connection um, to other parts of the community. Um, we, we, what we, I would like to tell you something that we do, um, um, and we're doing a shambly. Um, 
not everyone can live in a in a property that we develop uh, because we have a certain target. We're targeting folks who are, um, are looking and working in the corporate sectors in Buckhead or perimeter in the Shambly area. Um, and so we go into the least, uh, not the, the, not the top school, but the least the, the the school that's not performing at the best, and we adopt that school. And in Shamley, it's Dresden Elementary School, and we have an award that we do uh, down in College Park Elementary School. Although we're we're very glad that we have. Uh, Wilbert Academy and College Park, we adopt College Park Elementary School. And um, so from that perspective, we're going in the Dresden Elementary School, and we're going to talk to the principal, and we're going to try to change the culture of the, of the school and give the top reading students in each grade an award named after my mother. And so um, it's What a little, is that name? Huh? What is that name? Rose Stevens-Mullis Academic Achievement Award. And we give it out in College Park for the. This will be the fourth year this year. We partner with the super, uh, the principal down there, and the area superintendent for uh, Fulton County Schools to do it. And we're going to do it in DeKalb County. And so, um, I like I like the idea that you honor uh, your own personal legacy. You know, you did it with the name Windsor Stevens. You've done it with this scholarship in the name of your mother. That you're supportive of the local schools. Uh, you know. It, it, you're not just a, a, a developer uh, just developing good projects. You're going beyond that even to supporting the community. Well, we believe in sustainable communities and sustainable communities where everybody wins. So our, our, our business is based upon, um, and, and we do run a business, it has to be economically sustainable. It has to be environmentally sustainable. That's why we do the types of buildings we do. And it has to be socially sustainable. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I might uh, mention that uh, how ironic that uh, Eric Clarkson should head a city, which at one time would have been the most uh, uh, demographically uh, diverse uh, city. It, that, that honor may go to Clarkson now. Uh, in the metro area, they I think have a much uh, broader international uh, community now. Uh, but the Shamley's got to be in the top three still, uh, and I think it's really cool <clears throat> that uh, that uh, Shamley should be undergoing such a, a, a an evolution and a revitalization, and that you're part of that formula. Um, I want to turn to you uh, because in, in many ways you're perfectly suited to do what you do uh you started off at savannah state university because that was near home yeah and uh you eventually went to harvard and were in the graduate school to design advanced management development program and tell us a little bit about uh um that transition uh from savannah to boston and to harvard and uh, about that program, uh, so um, it was a it's a advanced management program. So it's over a year period, but it's you'd have to have uh, fifteen plus years in the industry to qualify for it. And um, we had students from all over the world. Thirty eight uh, uh, candidates in the program, and we would go up um, uh, four times a year, uh, two weeks at a time. And we got a chance to have lectures um, from the top designers in the world. We, the class was taught by our, 
Dr. Richard Pizer, who is the foremost authority on real estate development. He's the Michael D. Spears uh, professor of real estate development at Harvard GSD. And so it was very eye-opening for me to have designers, developers from around the world coming in and um, tackling uh, their problems in the built environment to make you know humanity better. Uh, by building things. And so um, it, it gave me the opportunity to have cohorts who I can share challenges and um, and talk about inspiration with and to be encouraged with. And um, it's something that was transformative for me. How did you learn about that program, Rod? Were you already involved with, like, the Urban Land Institute or another organization where that kind of a program was common uh, knowledge? Well, n- no. Um, I learned about it uh, because I met a couple of folks who were trying to get students to go to the Kennedy School of Government. And I spent uh, part of my career prior to going into real estate working uh, for engineering firms on the sewer program in the city of Atlanta, infrastructure projects, and uh, worked very uh, closely, collaboratively uh, uh, with the mayor's office and Mayor Shirley Franklin and knew that I wanted to do something different um, um, in 2009. And so I was considering some educational opportunities and um, went out to visit Harvard a couple of times at the Kennedy School of Government and decided I did not want to be in government. I wanted to have a private sector solution to some of these big problems. And uh, they shared with me this opportunity to go and learn about real estate at a, at a, at a much higher level. And uh, the, the only caveat was is that I needed a, a couple more years of, uh, of uh, experience in the field. must have been a really exciting um program uh, on multiple levels, one of them being almost like studying abroad. I mean, Boston uh, versus Savannah or Atlanta must have been a really uh, uh, fun transition and a, and a fun period of time. Um, speaking of that kind of mobility in one's career, uh, any advice for a young student uh, or and or a young professional that's thinking about a career in development? Yeah, I would say um, if you want a career in development, give yourself about a five-year timeline to acquire the skills, hard and soft, and the relationships that are needed to be a successful developer. Um, and how about for a young professional who's in another career? Uh, I guess it would be the same advice. Yeah, uh, it would certainly be the same advice uh, to give yourself five years to build the, the relationships and then go somewhere for a, a year or two and to be classically trained. Well, Rod, I, I, again, I, I not only want to thank you for taking the time to come on to this program, but I want to thank you for doing what you do uh, because you make the urban environment better for everyone, not just the residents of your properties, um, but that you execute the projects in such a way that they enhance the immediate uh, neighborhood, the municipality, the larger uh, metro Atlanta region, and I personally think you'll be able to do this in a lot of different places around the country, so thanks a lot. Thank you for having me. 
You've been listening to the Business Hour here at America's Web Radio. We're on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you on the Internet and the radio next week. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.